This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go. It's the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. And greetings on this Tuesday from Studio B on Airline Drive. I'm Sean Kelly. So glad to be with you today as we've got a good one lined up for you. No doubt about it. Saints quarterback Drew Brees is our headliner today. He makes his first one-on-one appearance on the Black and Blue Report. And we've got lots to talk about. We're very much looking forward to that conversation and we're very grateful for his time. They are in some kind of a schedule this week, coming off the bye and getting ready now for the Houston Texans. Uh, Yesterday was a pretty full day for the guys, not the typical Monday, to say the least, and I'm sure that kind of a schedule continues today and then uh, into the kind of the game week routine more, so tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday. So we're very appreciative that we have number nine with us, and we'll share that with you in just a moment. Here on this Tuesday also, uh, Jake Seely stops by from RotoExperts.com. We've got to, we've got to get hustling here on our fantasy stuff because of the three games scheduled for Thanksgiving Day. So not only are we going to start the weekend on Thursday, kind of like we always do, but we're going to do so with with six different teams in action. So Daniel Salerson will take a break from finding the right stuffing recipe today to visit with Jake Seely, and uh, we'll get you set up for fantasy this week uh, right on time, to say the least. The Pelicans will practice this morning across the parking lot at their practice facility. And um, I think this is going to be a very important practice day for the team. Number one, because they're embarking on a West Coast road trip this afternoon. But number two, I think that today's practice may go a long way in learning more about um, how close Tyreek Evans and Norris Cole specifically are are going to be back from injury. So um, I've got my fingers crossed. I'm I'm hoping this is a very... uh, imminent depart or um, reappearance of those guys uh, from injury so we'll see today's practice could go a long way in that then again we may not know anything at the end of practice but i think this is significant on this tuesday and yes they will travel this afternoon out west where they will uh, spend the thanksgiving holiday with games against the phoenix suns on wednesday night clippers on friday night and the uh, utah jazz on saturday and they take some momentum with them Uh, to the airport today with the two wins at home over the weekend. So there you have it. We've got a great show for you today. Of course, the Monday night football game wrapped up our weekend last night, and we're already moving forward. So we'll take our quick break, and when we come back, we'll jump in with the quarterback, Drew Brees, right after this. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion. 
because we know we can save you some money. Create fun and affordable memories for the entire family with the Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an on-court free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. Pelicans! The next Pierre's Party Pack night is on Friday, December 11th against the Washington Wizards. For more information and to plan your next night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. What's up, Black and Gold fans? This is Anthony Mackie, Seven Wall Soldier, Drew Brees' disciple. You are listening to the Black and Blue Report. He's the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, the captain, and he's kind enough to join us here one-on-one on the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. And I think we're going to get Drew Brees here on his way to work. Good morning, Drew. How are you? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. First of all, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you very much. It is a great time of year, but it's an odd time of year for anyone who's playing in the National Football League. Uh, do you and your family in any way get to celebrate Thanksgiving, Drew? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, obviously we still go into work and we uh, we get uh, basically most of what a normal day would be, except we kind of cut out our meetings uh, late in the day so that we're able to get home, you know, mid late afternoon to. Uh, to, to our families and, and be able to enjoy you know, Thanksgiving meal and some family time. How much of the meal do you partake in? You're very particular about what you put in your body, Drew, especially during a game week, uh, I'm sure. Thank, Thanksgiving, you have to make an exception. <laughs> um, I don't I do not do any of the cooking, obviously, being being at, at, uh, at practice, but I get to do all the eating, which is, which is perfect. It was interesting when, when uh, early in my marriage, uh, you had things that, of course, everyone grows up with at their own Thanksgiving table. Uh, was there anything that you brought from your childhood or from your family to, uh, to your new family with your marriage and said, this will be on a Thanksgiving table uh, that I had all my life? Is there something like that? Yeah, you know, it's kind of unique. My, my uh, grandmother on my dad's side, my grandma, Bruce, she, uh, she made this applesauce that she would, so homemade applesauce, but she would put red hots in it, red hots. And so it was like this cinnamon, spicy applesauce. And it was, it was what my brother and I looked forward to every Thanksgiving is getting this, you know, cinnamon, spicy applesauce. So my wife has replicated that quite a few times and she does a great job. So that, that takes me back to my childhood. Oh, outstanding. That's a great story right there. Um, what about watching football on Thanksgiving? I know you'll be working most of the day, but but do you make sure that you catch some of the games that will be happening on this Thursday? Yeah, that, that's definitely part of the Thanksgiving tradition, too. You know, we'll have we'll have just about every game on, at least in the background. Um, so as kids are running around, as you know, we're you know talking with family and, and making food and eating food and all that stuff. You know, we'll we're definitely tuning in. And as a kid, I remember. My brother and I actually getting dressed up in, you know, our sweats um, and jerseys and going out in the yard and playing, you know, a game of tackle football at some point during the day uh, to reenact what was happening on TV with the NFL games. That sounds like everybody else I know. That's so cool. Um, one, one thing that was very special to me early in my career was getting to spend a lot of time around Jim Hart. And I don't know if you're familiar with who Jim Hart is. He was the quarterback for the St. Louis football Cardinals, Cardinals during yeah. my childhood. Yeah. Yep. And one of the things that Drew that he kind of um, showed me or wanted me to understand was how tight the fraternity is amongst NFL quarterbacks. 
And with that being said, this particular Thanksgiving, we'll see Brett Favre get his number retired up in Green Bay. Any thoughts on that or what that means to you and how you know that maybe that will affect Brett this week? Well, you're talking about one of the, the greatest of, of all time. And, um, I mean, I think that when you think Green Bay Packers or, or Brett Favre, I mean, they're just synonymous with one another, right? Um, just, uh, I mean, I, I, I remember as a kid, watching plenty of games, you know, with Brett Favre, whether he was playing against the Cowboys or playing against the 49ers or playing the Super Bowl. Um, uh, you know, it was kind of a dream come true for me to then have the opportunity to play against him you know, in the NFL on a few occasions. Um, but you're talking about the guy that I think many, many young quarterbacks, um, including myself, you know, tried to model our game after with regard to the bye week drew what would you want saints fans to know about the impact of the bye week on your football team well it was much needed um we we were obviously coming off you know anytime mid-season mid-late season which you know that bye fell at the last possible week for us um you know by that time you're typically pretty banged up and you could use that week just to get healthy and um, kind of recharge your battery, uh, so to speak, both physically, mentally, emotionally, and then, you know, kind of puts you into this first half of the season, second half of the season mode. So first half of the season for us is over. Now we've got six regular season games, uh, you know, really make our mark on the season and claw our way back into this thing. And so we understand the huge sense of urgency. We understand the importance of each and every week, regardless if it's an AFC opponent or an NFC opponent or where you're playing or who you're playing. Um, we know uh, the job that needs to be done. We know the areas in which we need to improve. Uh, obviously, a lot of those things were addressed over the bye week as well. And so now we're ready to take the next step. Was there was there a shock value at all in any way with regard to the change of defensive coordinator? Um, and how did your team handle it? And I know you're on the offensive side of the football, but the, the whole locker room in general, what kind of a change was that like for you all? Well, anytime there's a change midseason, you know, whether it's um, a coach or players, you know, at different positions or, you know, whatever it might be. You know, this has um, been a part on many teams where, you know, something like this tends to shake things up. Um, I, I know this. Uh, whatever's done is in the best interest of our team and in the success of the team. And um, I think to a man, everyone loved Rob Ryan and loved the passion and the energy, enthusiasm, and everything that he brought to our team. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, uh, he's not here anymore. And I think everybody has a ton of confidence in Dennis Allen, who's now been appointed the defensive coordinator, is going to be called defense. Um, and, you know, again, this is the time during the bye week where we're getting some guys healthy that, that haven't been healthy in a while. And so all the pieces are kind of coming back together and maybe a renewed um, sense of enthusiasm. And let's make a run at it. Yeah, and Drew, with that mindset, and I'm looking at this in a very positive way, because of the way the season has gone, um, the games that you have remaining here, these six, one could easily say, well, you know, give me a break. Or they could say, 
Every single one of these is winnable, and we're having a much different conversation in six weeks. Uh, I think that's probably what you're getting at, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, listen, you uh, can't win all six of them at once, you know, um, and you're playing some very tough opponents. Uh, I think that the, the Texans are playing as well as anybody in the league right now, um, especially defensively as you turn on the tape. You know, they went 12 quarters without allowing touchdowns. <laughs> that's pretty phenomenal. And uh, they've won, won uh, I think, three of their last four, four of their last five. I mean, they're, they're rolling right now. So this is going to be an extremely tough test for us on the road. But I think a great launch pad to what we feel like we can accomplish in these last six weeks. But we got to take care of them this week. Speaking of the Texans, Drew, I know most Saints fans will look at the Texans and they'll see the familiar names and they'll have some some idea of what they've done here in these last three weeks. But what is something that you're seeing on that tape that, that maybe a, a fan should be more aware of or at least truly recognize as a challenge to you guys on the offensive side of the football this week? Well, I, I think I, you know the obvious names like J.J. Watt, Clowney, uh, those two guys up front are, are uh, monsters. And then, I mean, really, their entire defensive line, and you know, they're a three-four scheme. So, any three-four teams just have a plethora of these outside pass-rushing linebackers that you know they can mix and match in the game at any time. And they've got quite a few guys that are really disruptive and have been really productive here, especially over the last four weeks. So, we got to have our handle on the protection and what we're doing there. I think in the secondary, the thing you notice is um, they all have good ball skills, you know, so these are all um, really, they're guys that, you know, they play a lot of man-type coverage, um, so they got to have some cover skills, but then their ability to, you know, knock down passes, get their hands on the ball, you know, you see that on film as well. So, um, all in all, it's, it's, uh, it's a very sound defense. They're playing as well as anybody in the league right now. So we're, our execution is going to have to be a premium, and we're going to need our best game to win. No doubt about that. Hey, Drew, one more thing before I let you go here. I couldn't help but notice when I was broadcasting the Pelicans game the other night, out of the corner of my eye, I thought I saw you and your family were at the Pelicans game, which I thought was outstanding. Um, And I'm looking at the Pelicans right now as a team that's gone through quite a bit of adversity here this early season with all the injuries and everything else. And a young Anthony Davis who is in a position to kind of lead that side of the franchise, much like you have done on the football side, um, would would you be willing to and and have you given any advice to Anthony as as to becoming the type the type of leader that you are not only with his team but also with that sport in this city? How could you help him? Well, first of all, I, I think he's a I think he's a tremendous player, and he um, I, I watch the way that obviously his teammates um, interact with him and and look to him. Uh, and so it, there's no doubt that he is kind of the presence on that team and the leader of that team. And I don't think there's any better um, face of that team than him um, for the long term. And, you know, to your point, I, I think any young team, um, you know, needs a little success in order to breed that confidence, which kind of helps build some momentum. And then, you know, you start winning a bunch of games and they just start clumping together, you know. And so, um Obviously, the expectations with him and with the rest of the team are very high, and you know they've been banged up here early on. But I, I'm I'm confident that as things come together, you know that that team is going to start rolling, and I think he um, will continue to evolve. You know, as as a I mean, I think the him as a 
basketball player. I mean, there's no doubt that uh, his talent level is one that is going to be the best in the NBA for a long, long time. I think it's the the other things about you know the position. I think as I would relate it to being a quarterback that you learn um, early on in your career. You know, as I think about my years three, four, five, six in this league, you know, those are huge growth. Uh, opportunities for me or growth heaters for me, you know, being around other veteran players, watching the way that they work, watching, you know, just learning how to be a professional and also learning how to lead your team. I think those are things that you just learn by experience. You learn by being around other veteran guys that have been, um, you know, part of it for a long time. And, you know, you work that into the way that you prepare and, um, you know, just understanding kind of the responsibility that you have not only just as a player, but as a leader on the team. No doubt. You know, I, when people ask me what it's like to go to work, I said it's the coolest thing. I go into the lunchroom, and it's like being on a college campus to where, you know, you've got multiple teams involved there, and I'll be like, oh, okay, there's Drew Brees, and oh, there's Anthony Davis or Drew Holiday, all in the same lunchroom. And I guess I can't ask you this question about Anthony. If you all aren't sharing the same campus, is, is there any synergy between the two teams? Have you noticed now after a couple of years a benefit of having two pro sports teams, uh, albeit different sports, uh, on the same campus together? Yeah, I'll be honest. It's really unique. Um, uh, but, you know, I, I can't say we cross over that much. You know, I, like I will see, I'll see some of them in the lunchroom from time to time, but I think everybody is so focused on, you know, what they're doing. And typically, typically your lunch break is like, ah, you know, grab quick food, start it down, and let's get back to work, you know, so it's not – there's not a big, I think, social atmosphere, but mm-hmm. um, I think everybody's keeping an eye on one another, though. You know, and and I think the, it, I know, I know this. I mean, I love to see the Pelicans succeed, and I think that 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 gives us motivation too. I think as a football organization, that you know, I mean, this is one of those things that we can, you know, we can kind of feed off each other, especially the fact that we're just basically right across the parking lot from one another. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Let me ask you real quick, because I know he's such a good friend of yours. How's Luke McCown doing? Is he doing okay? And I, and I know your quarterback room has definitely changed, but I'm just hoping that uh, he's doing all right and you guys are, are uh, moving forward. Yeah, he's doing well. Um, obviously, that was an unfortunate deal with his back. Having to have surgery, he'd be out for a few months and miss the rest of the season. But uh, I know it's what's best for him long term. And, um, you know, a lot of the early stages of that are just, you know, kind of laying on your back and, and, and relaxing and, Allowing everything to heal, and um, he, he said he, you know, he, he was back in Texas um, at his home there uh, in Jacksonville, in East Texas, just looking out his window, watching the deer run around. So <laughs> uh, he said he wished he could get up in a tree stand with a bow, but <laughs> he's got to rest that back right now. But now nah, he's doing, he's doing well. I know he misses the team. We miss him. Yep, absolutely. Drew, I know you're off to work. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for the update on everything, and, and all the best uh, to you and the guys, not only this week, but the rest of the way, too. All right, thank you. You got it. Quarterback Drew Brees with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Take a quick break, and we'll be right back. The Harlem Globetrotters bring their 90th anniversary world tour to the Smoothie King Center for two shows Saturday, April 2nd. Witness some of the world's best athletes execute unbelievable feats of ball handling trick shots, and comedy. It's the team's most epic tour in 90 years and a lifelong memory in the making. Score your tickets at Ticketmaster.com and don't miss your chance to get in on the action at the Smoothie King Center, Saturday, April 2nd at 2 and 7 p.m. 
Looking for the perfect holiday gift? Well, give the gift of Pelicans basketball with a Pelicans five-game holiday plan. Packages start as low as $49. Pick your favorite five games, including matchups against the Thunder, Rockets, and Clippers. The Pelicans five-game holiday plan makes a great stocking stuffer. So call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to order your Pelicans five-game holiday plan today. Fall is here, which means there's a new purpose to get excited about at Smoothie King. It's time to bundle up against the weather outside and give your immune system a little extra support on the inside. At Smoothie King, we're blending our new Immune Builder smoothies to help you stay strong all season long. Fortify your body with more than 2,000% of your daily vitamin C and all-natural immune supporters like vitamins A and E, zinc, and selenium. Try a mixed berry or orange Immune Builder smoothie today. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. It is Tuesday, which means it's time to talk fantasy football. And to help us out with that, of course, we welcome back in Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus, presented by Xbox One. And I know, Jake, we were just talking about before the break, uh, just a rough fantasy week. I think maybe a lot of people, quarterbacks, only one quarterback over 300 yards, just not a good fantasy week. No, it was a very rough fantasy week, especially if you had any of the running backs involved. We had a lot of them go down in the middle of the game. You had Marshawn Lynch with a late swap out for a 4 o'clock game, which had everybody scrambling. It was just it was a very rough week, and as you mentioned before we even came on, you had some big receivers like A.J. Green, Alan Hearns, Jordan Matthews. There was a handful of guys that just didn't do anything this week. Basically, if you came out of Week 11 with a couple wins or above 500 record, I'd be feeling pretty good about yourself. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt. The bright side is this Thursday, Thanksgiving, you can watch football. Three football games. I mean, does it get any better than Thursday, Jake? No, and you forgot the food coma mixed in there somewhere. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's going to be bad. It's going to be great, though. So, But that yeah. makes it more important for us to set our lineups uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because there are three games. So um, let's talk about some of the things that maybe caught my eye this past weekend. And I want to start with Jameis Winston. Um, at quarterback there, blowing up the Eagles' defense. Five touchdowns. Um, you can see Jameis has drastically improved from week one. Has he moved up your radar as far as QB rankings? He has a little bit, but I don't know if I'm at the point where I would start him unless I'm in a situation where you know maybe I have Phillip Rivers, and I'm looking at that matchup coming up against the Broncos, and I want to fill in. But outside of that, he still hasn't thrown for 300 yards. Uh, he had two really nice matchups at home against the Giants and the Cowboys where he didn't even throw a touchdown mm-hmm. in either game. So I think that's the bigger concern is that there is potential. As you mentioned, he has played a lot better as the season's gone on, a lot better, with, especially in the interception department. He only has two since way back in week four. It started off pretty poorly there. So you got to like his progression as a rookie, but I'm not ready to plug him into my fantasy league. In the two-quarterback league, hopefully he has been owned and started for the entire year. Mm-hmm. But going forward, there's a couple matchups. Atlanta's been playing a lot better defense than people realize. Maybe you can get away with Indianapolis against the Saints and Chicago, but against St. Louis and Atlanta, I don't know if I even want to risk it. So he has moved up, but not to a point where I really, truly trust him. Fair enough, fair enough. And now one of the things you mentioned earlier was uh, Marshawn Lynch, the, uh, him being inactive on Sunday really uh, kind of handcuffed some people. So Thomas Rawls got the start and had a pretty nice day. I believe now they're already saying that most likely Marshawn Lynch will be out. Is uh, Rawls someone you automatically plug in to replace him, or is there still um, a little bit of ifs around him? 
No, I think he's one that immediately steps in, immediately plays, and is an immediate RB1. Uh, not just because how devastated the running back position has been this year to say, okay, well, running back one doesn't mean as much, but he's actually a lot more talented than people realize because of the undrafted free agents. So, you know, we, we've seen running backs do this before. There seems to be one that pops up every single year that's either sixth, seventh round or undrafted altogether. Isaiah Crowell had those spots last year, and he had a nice, he was a very nice talent in and of himself. Uh, Thomas Rawls is looking like the same situation as we've seen so far. He steps in perfect for yeah, – he's actually looked better. I was going to say he stepped in perfectly for Lynch, but he's looked better than Lynch has this year, uh, mostly because I think Lynch hasn't been 100% for very many weeks here. So I think he's a must-start in your lineup. And even if Lynch comes back, because I know that's what you were saying as your original question was this week, but let's say Lynch comes back next week. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of leagues where you could probably start Rawls as your flex option just because I don't know that Lynch is ever going to see 100% of the touches from here on out just if the fact that they want him healthy for the playoffs. Again, this is all speculative, but you know, to kind of answer that part of your question if Lynch is playing. Okay, sounds good. Uh, let's go to another running back situation in Green Bay, which has given me personally a headache, and I'm sure it's given some other people a headache. The whole Eddie Lacy, James Starks, you know, it's been James Starks the last few weeks, but then Eddie Lacy comes and rushes for 100 yards, doesn't get a touchdown, um, but still produces more than James Starks. Um, how do you manage this Eddie Lacy, James Starks backfield? <laughs> with a lot of Tylenol. Yeah. I, I, just, I think, you know, I'm watching the game too. This is one of those ones where, you know, sometimes as a lot of people playing fantasy, you'll see the box score and not get the full story. And I saw a lot of that game and Lacey still looked like he was not a hundred percent, like he was battling through injuries. And again, this is speculative. I don't know anything behind the scenes. I'm not saying he's definitely still banged up and still dealing with injuries. I'm just saying watching the game, what it seems like is that he's less than a hundred percent. So, I think he's moved back in front of James Starks. I don't think, as we've talked about weeks ago, I don't think the Packers were ever going to just dismiss Lacey. He didn't all of a sudden lose his talent, but I still don't think he's 100%. So I'll start him in front of Starks, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of similar to what we deal with the Patriots every single year, is that you're going to start Lacey, and then Starks is going to have the better game, and you're going to be, ah, okay, well, I'm going to go back and start Starks, and then Lacey's going to have the better game. So... I think it is one of those situations where maybe he's your second running back and you have a decent third option or you're strong at wide receiver and there's somebody out there who just lost Justin Forsett or anybody like that. Uh, I'd actually try to trade both of them and just get the situation off my team because it's one of those ones where you're probably going to pick the wrong guy every single week. If you try to trade one of those guys, what can you expect in return? How, I mean, what, what's the going rate right now for them? Well, first I would try to train them as a package deal Yeah. Uh, to try, if you own both. Mm-hmm. If you're only trading one, I would definitely look to sell high on Lacey now mm-hmm. uh, after that game, especially because he got over the 100 yards and a lot of people will just look at the box score. I think you can get RB2 value for him, uh, which is a lot to say because running back is so thin at this point. You have to say he's worth an RB2, which turns into probably at least a wide receiver two or even a maybe, I'd say a high-end wide receiver two, but I think like top 40 player overall you might still be able to get that value for lazy all right fair enough all right let's go to speaking of trades and pickups let's go to waiver wire pickups for this week very important with three games on thursday give me two or three guys you might want to pick up well you mentioned thomas rawls he's and he's the top of the list yep. and is not even close although i will say there's one buck allen is very close to him because justin four sets out for the year and at least with buck allen we know that he has the job for the rest of the season. We don't know if Lynch is coming back. We might find out within the next day or two. 
But at this point, we know Buck Allen, and for everybody, Javorius Allen is the same guy. Because I actually mm-hmm. have people on Twitter ask me, like, should I pick up Javorius Allen or Buck? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, it's the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> so same guy. I definitely want him at running back. If you're going even deeper than that, maybe you're going to miss out on both of them. Sean Drawn looks like the lead guy for the 49ers. It's not as enticing as those two guys, but it's a guy who's going to be seeing around 20 touches a game. If you own Chark Kendrick West, it sounds like he should be fine, but you need to go get Spencer Ware just in case. As you and I talked about this last week, this is the time you need to make sure you have your handcuffs. Kevin Coleman, if you're a Freeman owner, we just saw what happened. Jay Ajayi, Carlos Williams, Ahmad Bradshaw. I mean, I could run through the list. Mm-hmm. Just make sure you have your handcuffs right now because you could just get destroyed at the end of the, at the, end of the year and be out of the playoffs. Uh, at wide receiver, there's kind of really only two in the mix, I think, right now. Kamar Aiken, whose ownership is still really low, and I don't know why. I know Joe Flacco's out for the rest of the year, but he's still going to see plenty of targets every single week. And then Tony Romo's back, which means Terrence Williams has value again. Even though he's touchdown reliant, what did he do last week? Scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So if you need wide receiver help, Terrence Williams is definitely one that could step in for you. Good stuff. Before we let you go, Saints play the Texans on Sunday. Um who are the starters that you play as far as the Saints-wise? And I know Willie Sneed's production's kind of dropped a little bit. Um, do we hold off on Willie Sneed, or is he in there uh, for you on most of your lineups? Well, I think I'll well, go to the first question first. Is I think you start most of the guys we've been talking about all year long. Drew Brees, obviously, must yep. start. He's been on fire heading oh, yeah. into the bye. You just got to hope that that bye didn't you know, kind of stop his train rolling there. So uh, I don't think it will. The Texans have actually been half decent against wide receiver. It's really against running back where they're a lot weaker. But you're starting Breeze no matter what. Mark Ingram, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets back into the end zone again and gets that on track. As I mentioned, the Texans are pretty weak against the run. Uh, you start Brandon Cooks, no question. You start Ben Watson, no question. I do think as long as Willie Sneed is practicing in full this week that you go ahead and start him. A lot of it had to do with the injury that he was dealing with. And if you look at his time on the field, and he only had one target from Drew Brees, I think that was the bigger issue more than anything heading into the bye. And if you looked at the people that stepped up around him, Marcus Colston still had his Marcus Colston-like day. Uh, there was a few other guys in the mix, but I think that offense works a lot better. And Drew Brees has developed a nice rapport with Willie Sneed over the early part of the season where I think he, as long as he's 100%, as I said, I think he goes right back to being a wide receiver three. And then if you're going a little bit deeper, I think C.J. Stiller can have some value for you because, as I mentioned, the Texans are weak against the run, and they've actually been exposed by pass-catching running backs a lot. Again, it's a risky play, as we've seen all year long, where C.J. Stiller could have a big game or get completely shut out and have two points for you. But this is one of those games where the upside is at least there. Good stuff, as always. That's Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. Jake, let's hope for a better week for both of us and everyone else on their fantasy football roster and um, enjoy the football and a happy Thanksgiving to you on Thursday, sir. Yeah, you do the same. I'm probably going to gorge myself with some food just in case it all goes bad. And I can just focus on that. Hey, you got a good backup there. The fantasy football goes bad. I'm going to eat the food anyway. So it's just going to be whether hopefully the fantasy football kind of helps as well. Exactly. All right, Jake, appreciate it. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Sounds good. All right. When we come back, Sean, will be back to wrap things up. You're listening to the black and blue report. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that. So we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. 
Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. All right, so the Patriots won last night. Carolina won again over the weekend, and so with six weeks to go, we kind of know who's at the top of the stack. And with the three games on Thursday and then the uh, Saints back in action on Sunday at Houston, we will uh, know a little bit more uh, coming up after this next weekend of NFL action. Hopefully the uh, Pelicans will keep things going. We'll talk more about the Pelicans tomorrow from Phoenix, Arizona with David Wesley. It'll be a Wesley Wednesday, and we'll have more coverage or more previewing of the uh, Saints and Texans game on our final Black and Blue Report podcast for this holiday week. Again, tomorrow from the Valley of the Sun. Uh, no Alvin Gentry show on Thursday night, obviously because of the holiday. Just wanted to make that quick programming note before we finish up here on this Tuesday. Thanks again to Saints quarterback Drew Brees. Really enjoyed our visit today. Also, Jake Seeley and Daniel Salerson with our fantasy football update on this Tuesday as well. And uh, we'll look forward to you tomorrow uh, from out west. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, everybody. Don't forget to help us spread the word about the Black and Blue Report. It's available, of course, free on iTunes and then readily available each and every weekday with the exception of this week's holiday uh, on your Pelicans mobile app, your Saints mobile app, or on your desktop at NewOrleansSaints.com or Pelicans.com. That'll do it for us from Studio B. I'm Sean Kelly, and we'll talk to you tomorrow from out west on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.